Hi, this is Megan Ball. And this is Brock Wilbur. And you're listening to Carrying Into the Void, the podcast where we get together, tell each other about a weird or dark story we've heard, and then try to find the silver lining or flip it into something that, while possibly not positive, will at least be productive. How are you, Brock? Not productive. Oh, come on. You're doing your best. Just doing doesn't mean I'm doing my best. Today I had my very first MRI. Have you had an MRI, Megan? <laughs> yeah, they, they are an interesting thing to have. I was ill-prepared because I went in thinking, this is basically just like an x-ray. I'll just go oh, in, no. it'll take five minutes, I'll have the mega x-ray, and instead I, I changed into a gown, I got the little thing on my wrist with all my information in case I tried to run away. I was like, this is more elaborate than I was expecting, uh, and then they put me in an iron lung. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was very loud. Uh, <laughs> and they tell you, like, I was just getting an MRI of a single toe on my right foot and it took an hour and a half yep. because they're like hey you moved we have to start over again and i'm like i'm sorry i can't do 30 minute bursts of not moving like i'm already a very twitchy person i also didn't know what we were getting into this morning so i absolutely took both coffee and adderall within the last 30 minutes and like you're here being like yelling at me about like sorry you, you twitched and we have to restart the the clock on this whole thing i was just like I don't understand. And at some point, like, my leg just started spasming because it wasn't allowed to move. And this guy just kept yelling at me. He's like, oh, no. just don't move it. And I was like, I don't know if you can see, but, like, a solid quarter of my body is shaking uncontrollably. We've been at this for more than an hour. I do not know what you expect me to do. And he tried to bring over, like, yet another weighted blanket. I'm like, this is not solving the problem, Greg. <laughs> Yeah, Greg. Anyway, my favorite part of it was that they were like, hey, do you want to listen to some music because the machine's so loud and we have some headphones? I was like, sure. And they're like, well, what do you want? I was like, I don't know, rock music or classical. And they're like, we have we have Spotify. You could just tell us a band. I was like, oh, OK. I just thought you had like normal radio stations because clearly I'm in hell. So it's just like, OK, uh, how about the band Interpol? I think that Interpol would be fine for this. It's a little droney. I think I can listen to Interpol for an hour without spontaneously tapping my feet or singing along i think it should be safe that was that was a good shout interpol's a good band it would have been but instead on spotify pulling up the interpol channel got me one interpol song uh, and then the rest of my time there alternated tracks between radiohead's kid a and radiohead's amnesiac uh, which if you are not Ooh. a fan of uh, it's basically the sound of if large medical devices were trying to self-harm. Like, if, if there was anything <laughs> that I would not want to be listening to while inside of a metal scan tube that hated me while trying not to let it notice me by twitching, like, those were not the tracks. And I just kept being like, come like, I think some of the most I moved at one point was being like, trying to get to the next track somehow even though i had no controller i was like i'm sorry this is like the fifth song in a row off this album this is a lot <laughs> oh no yes oh no indeed how was your day one up me yeah you know what it was good i can't cook or bake for the life of me but this is the irish month and my mom's from ireland so this month is always a big deal in my family and so um we make a lot of irish soda breads and my father can't really make them anymore. It, it's it's like mixing concrete. So I've been making them for a while. And I am like absurdly, hilariously proud of all my soda breads when I make them. 
So I was making soda bread today and I was like, it was like the Great British Baking Show downstairs in the kitchen. I was like, Paul Hollywood would be forced to shake my hand. It would make Mary Berry weep. Noel Fielding would have to give me the secret golf nod of approval because my soda breads <laughs> are that good. So I've just spent the entire like morning with my parents looking on bewildered, being like, I'm making a soda bread. It's going to be awesome. And they are beautiful soda breads. They're going to go to my aunt and a family friend. And that's that was my day of, of I was working. Uh, I have my day job and I was working, checking, you know, my spreadsheets and stuff. And then every so often looking in the oven, making sure everything I made was doing OK. So I wasn't in an MRI machine. So I am thankful for that. But I'm also thankful that you got it done and you're getting your stuff seen, too. It's important to go to doctors. So a couple of years ago, I was at a little uh, local haunt of uh, of ours in uh, in Los Feliz in Los Angeles. Uh, Viv and I were there at happy hour. It was like 2, 2.30. Uh, and next to us at the bar were two guys that, based on how they were talking, it sounded like they were trying to do fake British accents, which is a thing that you encounter in Los Angeles sometimes. Oh, no. Guys, guys from the Midwest that did musical theater and are trying to seem more interesting than they are. Anyway, <laughs> it was a warm summer day. We were in the sun, and they were in, like, skin-tight leather, dyed black hair, and, like, kept doing this weird laugh. Anyway, like... I just kept making fun of the fact that this one guy was trying so hard to be Noel Fielding. No, don't tell me. Don't tell me. And even when they stood up to leave, and I was like, check out these Mighty Bush motherfuckers uh, to Viv. She watched them walk out the door and then looked at me and said, anyway, here's Wonderwall. And it's one of the best laughs I've ever had in my life. And then later on Twitter, we saw that indeed Noel was in town to be on a TV God show that damn night. damn it. And I was like, I sat next to him for like 90 minutes just being like, check out this fucking Noel poser. I can't believe this dumb idiot asshole. And then when he left, I was like, yeah, let's do Oasis jokes. And uh, I, someday, somewhere, I will get a chance to apologize. I don't think he ever heard anything I did, but we were definitely like snickering under our breath. And I could understand that he might have interpreted that as like, Americans, they see my tight leather pants and they don't understand 90s heroin fashion and and to be clear i thought that he was completely sober after his relationship with courtney love so when i saw the guy drinking with us at happy hour on a tuesday i was like can't be the guy my brain just went ahead and rejected that and then i looked it up that's just a thing i made up in my head so that's not a thing <laughs> oh i love no fielding though i love the mighty boosh it's such a good show as do i which is the source of the issue here megan what is your story for today all right, I want to I want to go back to history because this is one of my favorite things. I want to talk to you about Ir Nasir, the worst businessman in all of Mesopotamia. Hit me. So, the only reason we know about this guy is because he sucks. So, we have to go back 4,000 years to 1700 BC during an excavation of the city of Ur, which is located in modern-day Iraq. Archaeologists found the remains of a house with dozens of cuneiform tablets in one of the rooms. And this is a huge discovery. Absolute treasure trove. Cuneiforms uh, tablets were not really stored. They were mostly thrown away or reused. So we don't have a lot of written information about, about Mesopotamia. So sorry, they wrote everything down and then like immediately threw it away like Mir Jordan with poetry. <laughs> Well, it was it was that they were considered unimportant. Most of the stuff we have are financial records and bills of okay. sale. But they if they were like letters or no feelings. <laughs> yeah. So th this was a big thing. And 
all of the cuneiform tablets are letters addressed to Ir Nasir. Oh my god, is it all just Yelp reviews of this guy like be sucking shit? Like, is that all we have left of this civilization? One star. <laughs> you you know what? You're closer than you think. Um, oh my so, god. Yeah. So this guy was a big shot copper trader. He dealt mostly in wholesale ingots, but also in finished metal products and on occasion textiles, foodstuffs, and real estate. So he had his hand in everything. The tablets all concern the sale of copper or other items, and they are all complaints. They are all angry letters to this one dude about what a like a, talking about what a dick he is, how he like shortchanged them, or he sold them really like poor quality metal. Just like the absolute worst shady, crooked businessman you can imagine. And the only reason why we know this about Irnasir is because all the complaint tablets were in one room in this house, and the archaeologist discovered that it's Irnasir's own house, and he kept all of the complaints in his spare room. There's an episode of The Office where it turns out that every complaint that Dwight ever filed against Jim is just stored in a box in the back instead of having been sent on to corporate. I, I feel like it is that for me. Uh, I know it is a reference wasted on you. <laughs> Moving on before you yell at me. Um, <laughs> I, I, honestly, like, as uh, having watched it straight through a hundred times, The Office is not one that I need anyone else to watch because I've read everyone's Tinder profile in Los Angeles and everyone's a gym looking for a Pam or vice versa. It, it's one of those things that just became so ubiquitous that I don't care anymore, even though I love it. <laughs> There you go. That's fair. I will I will never ask you to watch an episode of The Office because I don't need you to have it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. So it is it is very similar to that. Um, it's also kind of funny because cuneiform tablets are big, heavy things. So it wasn't something that he just like kind of put down and forgot. He kept them for a reason. Was he hoarding them so that they didn't get to the Better Business Bureau? Was he like, I will deliver this complaint to the higher ups and then well, just hoarded them in his house. <laughs> it's funny you say that. There is one cuneiform tablet that actually says they're going to seek out and call him out with the Babyl Babylonian equivalent of the Better Business Bureau. They had like a council. Oh my god. <laughs> like it's like everything you know of like really shady eBay reviews or like Yelp reviews. Like this guy was pulling the scam at the dawn of time. There's also one guy who wrote him multiple tablets who was very angry, who included the <laughs> phrase... Do you not know how tired I am of all of this? Which could have come from a Twitter thing talking to, like, Comcast. It's just... That's my new bio, actually. Yeah, right? Do you not know? Yeah, do you not know? What is his name again? Ir Nasir. It's E-A-N-A-S-I-R. It feels like he should, like, for being the first with this, he should get to have that thing, like, how Ponzi has Ponzi scheme na named after yeah. him. Like, yeah. yeah, this guy should deserve, like, being like... Yeah, I'm the David Copperfield of, co of Copper. Yeah, he should definitely get something named after him. But it's it's great because the only thing we know about this guy, we don't know anything about his heritage. We don't know anything about his family. All we know is the stuff we learned from his hate mail, which is just poetic. Like, all we know is this guy was a gigantic asshole. To be fair, that's how I want the future to know me. I want every <laughs> call out post to be all that is, like, included <laughs> in my general post-mortem wrap-up. Yeah, yeah. There's just something about this that I think is so hilarious because it's not like he saved love letters or he didn't save like awards or e like even bills of sale. They didn't find anything talking about the items that were sold. We just have the complaints about the items that were sold. I love that it has to be a cuneiform tablet, a, a giant thing 
that like you don't get started on that unless you really fucking hate someone and have to write it down. Like the idea, like I, I bet there weren't love letters that took the form of cuneiform tablets. No one's like, I actually love you enough that I want to take this goddamn boulder and <laughs> scrawl it into the side and then transport it from my place to your place. But like you can be mad enough at somebody to be like, this is the only way. Yeah. Cuneiform tablets were done in clay. So they actually had a little stylus, like a little wooden like stylus, and then they would dip it into the clay and then they would let it harden. So can you imagine being so angry at someone that you would not even just inscribe it into clay, but then wait for it to dry before sending it? Like, <laughs> you'd have to be the angriest person in the world. Or even that, even on top of that, a lot of people back then were illiterate so you'd have to pay someone to write your hate mail can you imagine hating someone you, you basically have to start a business that involves several days of work in a small team to let somebody <laughs> know that you think that they're a piece of shit i do yeah. appreciate that I, I would like that level of effort to go into anger these days yeah a tweet is just too, too easy yeah a tweet's too easy you if it once you're carving it into stone that's when you know it's real get yeah. a tattoo then come back to me yeah but that's that's the historical uh, record we have from Mesopotamia is about this dude, and he sucks. That's all we know about him. And I think that's amazing. <laughs> what is your carrying into the void? All right. The carrying into the void today is, you're going to go down in history, my friend. Your name will be remembered for centuries to come. Your personal items kept reverently in museums. Your name in textbooks. You are remarkable enough to be of note. You are important enough to be remembered. You will be studied by masters of their fields. Someone will get their PhD in you. Make sure you are known for the right things. Make sure you are remembered for the tenacity of your spirit, the strength of your character, and the charm, wit, and kindness of your heart. No matter how small or insignificant you feel, no matter how forgotten you fear you will be, remember to be a person worth remembering. Yes. <laughs> memory all alone in the tablets <laughs> so i'm I'm happy i could bring the legend of ear nestier to you because i when i heard about this first of all in like a national geographic or something i was like this is the best thing i've ever fucking heard like this guy all we know is he sucks that's great you know what <laughs> good for him good for him yeah. you know what not a lot of people from ancient mesopotamia we know by name and we know this guy so he's got that going for him what do you have for me today, and is it an abomination from the Arctic? Uh, no, not this time. Uh, so I'm going to send you something in the chat, and then you need to click on it. Oh, no. All right. I've steeled myself. I'm prepared. Great, because you're going to click on it. Yeah. So we're talking today about the toothworms. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. That is clearly a thing that exists. Why? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, doc Dr. Lindsay Fitz shared this on Twitter. Uh, I love her, by the way. Oh, yeah. We all love her. Lindsay's the best. Uh, it is called The Toothworm as Hell's Demon, uh, which is from the 18th century. It's carved from ivory, and it is uh, two halves of an ivory tooth that open up to reveal a scene about the infernal torments of toothworms, which people believed, believed caused cavities in the past. Uh, this is complete with mini skulls, hellfire, and naked people wielding clubs. It's two sides of a large tooth, uh, and inside on one side, it is uh, naked people dismantling bodies uh, over a pile of 
screaming skulls and on the other side uh there's there's some sort of snake goddess uh tearing men asunder uh do, do you have a better description of what it is we're looking at it's very metal you'd see that on the cover of an album from a, a nordic metal band in like the 80s that yeah. is intense so tooth worms it was like okay mm -hmm. 18th century it is what it is uh, it was a belief that all teeth diseases were caused basically by small worms that got inside the tooth and started eating it away. So the Enlightenment rolls around and the Enlightenment, they're like, that's just a superstition. That's not a thing. But uh, as conspiracy theories often go, no one gave a shit. No one paid attention when doctors were like, you don't have worms in your tooth. So it, it continued to spread. And like each culture had their own version of it. Um, so for example, in England... Uh, they thought the toothworm looked like an eel. And in northern Germany, people supposed the toothworm to be a red, blue, and gray. And in many cases, the worm was compared to a maggot. Oh, no. It was also full of evil. So, like, it wasn't just not brushing your teeth. You got the toothworm from doing some evil. I don't know if it's mouth evil, if, if the mouth stuff is where this comes from. They basically had to try and get doctors to come up with theories that would bridge the gap to be like, yeah, 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 so cavities are a thing. And you think toothworms are a thing. So like cavities are kind of like toothworms in this way. Like that was the only way to sort of get it in here. But here's the thing. It's still going. Toothworms are still a thing that is happening. Like there, there was even a, a college paper in 2009, a big study where they talked to people that like, still think that that's what's going on in there. Uh, and sometimes they're like, I don't know if it's worms or not worms, but it feels like worms. And sure, sometimes tooth pain, I, I suppose if you told me, could feel like a small worm lives in the root of my tooth. And that is why it is uh, warm. I don't know. I, I'm just like, I just can't stop staring at this picture. It's just, wow. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Holy shit. Anyway, the first mention of it comes on a cuneiform tablet, which I'm hey. very excited to tie in, uh, from uh, <laughs> Babylonian times, uh, often misattributed to Sumerian times. Anyway, it is the poem of its origin, which is, uh, after Anu had created heaven, heaven had created the earth. The earth had created the rivers, the rivers had created the canals, the canals had created the marsh, and the marsh had created the worm. The worm went weeping before Shamish his tears flowing before air. What wilt thou give me for food? What wilt thou give me for sucking? I shall give thee the ripe fig and the apricot. Of what use are they to me, the ripe fig and the apricot? Lift me up, and among the teeth and gums, cause me to dwell. The blood of the tooth I will suck, and of the gum I will gnaw its roots. So that's a poem on a cuneiform tablet written from the perspective of a toothworm from Sumerian and Babylonian times. So that's just a fun thing that you can look up on the internet anytime and let live inside your head and tooth. And that's the, that's the lead single from the album that this cover is. <laughs> There's also uh, in Central America uh, a legend of uh, a thing that you can shout that will rid you of it. I have the original text, which would be illegible, uh, and I would do an even worse job on that. But the translation is this. Worm of the sun god. Worm of the moon god. Worm of the Pase Buddha. Stay not in the tooth. Tau tooth worm. So I don't know. That's supposed to work. Uh, I don't know. If you shout it loud enough, 
Maybe the worm is like, ah, it is kind of loud in here. I should evacuate Tooth Town. <laughs> wow. So this 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 goes in uh, lots of different cultures. Then this is a thing in a lot of places. It is, and and one of the reasons it, it still pops up in modern times is that like this this 2009 study was looking at molars and like within them there are sometimes cavities and and diseases that the tunneling inside of your tooth does look like what a worm would carve out so it's one of those fun things that we're like I, yes obviously laugh at it but i could understand if at any point in several different centuries you looked real close at a tooth, you would see what appeared to have been a worm eating its way through it, like the very hungry caterpillar. Uh, so so that's there, and science still takes a look at it from time to time. That's really interesting. Like, legitimately, that's fascinating. Yep. You brought us a good one this week, Brock. Finally. <laughs> no, you, you nail it every week, but this one in particular is... Just the right amounts of horrified and interesting. You 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 did a great job. Do you have a carried into the void about it? Knock knock, it's me, your resident. I took the invite, I took the warmth, and to be clear, this is more spacious than I expected. Just a top-notch piece of real estate. Or should I say, eel estate. That's a worm joke amongst us who flow and ebb as we will. I think I can call it a day, though, if you're willing to play ball. Let's get in there and do the work. Let's get into the dark, forgotten places and take a little better care of ourselves. Let's prevent me. Let's give me an out. Let's projectile loudly that this is not an invitation to the extended family of me. No, these are your bones. These are your bones. Surrender them not to strangers and refuse to accept stowaways. Let's get to the root of your problem. Take care of yourself, or I will take care of you. <laughs> That's menacing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I found it jaunty. I thought this was an extra jaunty one, but here we are. I mean, it was jaunty for given amounts of jaunts, but it was also... Mm, jaunt stretches, I do understand. <laughs> well, apart from researching tooth forms what else have you been doing this week oh in terms of some self-care well here's what i got yeah uh, enjoy things just go out and enjoy something the hell you say enjoy things this is 2021 we're not supposed to enjoy things anymore we were supposed to stop in 2020 we're allowed to start enjoying things again now uh enjoy things i've put so much goddamn pressure on myself that i forgot how to like i many of the self-cares i've brought up in previous weeks i realized that like I enjoyed within the moment and then later regretted like just sitting down to read a book from start to finish. And I was like, that felt good. And then later I was like, why did I waste all that time? So it's sort of this meta version of allow yourself to enjoy things. It's like, hey, you know, you don't have to beat up on yourself later for having felt good. I, I got good at feeling good again. And then I got bad at feeling bad about feeling good. So like, let's take that step out. I think that's important to remember. What have you been doing for self-care? I have been listening to an ungodly amount of synthwave, and I don't know if it's helping my brain or hurting my brain, but it's definitely a thing in my brain. I don't know why. It's just like my brain said, okay, you can listen to music again now. And I said, thank you. And it said, but the only music you can listen to is 80s horror style synthwave from like 2011. I said, okay, thank Wonderful. you anyway. So it's all Carpenter Brute and Dance with the Dead and The Midnight and Gunship and Health. I saw some Gunship tweets coming out of you and I was like, is she okay? Yeah, right. 
I know. There's a great image I have on my phone where it's just Jason Voorhees and it says underneath it, disco music playing in the background. And that's what my brain has felt like this week. Just Jason Voorhees vibing to 80s style horror synthwave in my brain. So I'm going to take it as a good thing. I enjoy synthwave. I think it is very fun and a excellent uh, genre. If you know other synthwave bands, hit me up because I'm literally listening to the same six or seven bands. But yeah, it's, you know what, it's good. I enjoy it. But also I'm like, brain, what are we doing here? Do you, are you trying to tell me something? What's up? <laughs> like, uh, This week on the show, I'd love to lift up the work of Bray Grant. Uh, she is an actress and director who has somehow released like five different movies this year. Some that she just stars in, some that she writes, directs, some that she does all in. Uh, 24 Hour Shift is like a Tarantino-esque horror thriller uh, comedy set in a hospital one night involving gangs and organ theft. Um, she was in the movie After Midnight, uh, which is a delightfully, surprisingly funny marriage trauma movie, uh, which may or may not include a werewolf. Uh, she's in the movie The Stylist that is getting a release date finally that was shot here in Kansas City and directed by a local Kansas City woman where her wedding stylist becomes obsessed with her and starts killing all of her friends, and that's great. But the uh, the one worth talking about now uh, that just released is called Lucky, uh, and in it she plays a woman where uh, every night a serial killer shows up at her house to kill her. Every night she beats him, uh, and then he disappears somehow. Uh, she calls the police, and the police increasingly stop caring about it, and then the next night he shows back up again. Uh, and it's sort of this thing where everyone just sort of becomes numb to it, except for her. She's like, I'm sorry, it's been six days in a row. It's been 12 days in a row. Uh, this guy keeps showing up. And um, it isn't a twist because it's it's very much on the table for you uh, from the start. But basically, the idea is that this slasher isn't one particular man. It is sort of an amalgamation of all the men she's encountered in her life and the traumas large and small that have come from that. And she comes to realize that uh, actually... Uh, all women everywhere are going through the same thing that she is. Every woman every night is having to fight this serial killer that shows up to kill them. And that's why people are getting numb to it, because that's just how it is. So it is a very funny Groundhog-esque shared gender trauma slasher film. Uh, and I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it. So that's on Shudder and on Amazon Um and probably some other streaming services. Uh, just, just an incredible piece of cinema, uh, which I, I I can't recommend higher. Wow, that sounds amazing. It's a lot. It's a lot. Let's let's recognize that it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. But the concept is incredible. Anyway, anyway, the title also comes from one sequence in it. She's she's a a woman that writes self help books. She basically gets her publisher shows up to be like, hey, you got a second book coming out. You should feel lucky. And she just unloads on him for several minutes about like. No, I worked my ass off for this as I worked my ass off for everything. Nothing about me is lucky. Also, I'm fighting like a serial killer right now. N again, nothing about being a woman or doing the work is lucky. I promise you. Man, good for her. I love, I like this woman. She sounds amazing. Yeah, she's top notch. What do you want to lift up this week? I wanted to give a little bit of a boost to a local business in my area, um, but they're online so you can order from them. And they're called Sourpuss Clothing. They sell punk, goth, and alternative clothing, accessories, and home goods. They are the nicest people. I spend a ridiculous amount of money there because retail therapy is something I can do from the comfort of my own home during the pandemic, and they will send the items to me. 
Also, what are we going to do? Go to a concert or a restaurant? Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you need studs for your jacket or like a rad coffin bookshelf for your wall, give them a look up. They're on Instagram. They have a website. You can tell them I sent you. They're not going to know who the fuck I am, but you can still tell them if you want. I just think they're good people and they've always been very nice to me and they're in my local area. So it's always good to see local alternative people because it feels like I'm sending my money so often to... Germany, or I'm sending my money to LA, or I'm sending my money to New York. And it's nice that there is a local, you know, alternative brand that I can feel good about in my area. And they spend the money on, you know, local food banks, they do local charities. So I always feel really good about that. So if you want, like I said, some cool goth punk clothing, or accessories or whatever, give them a look up, you know, Megan seal of approval, two thumbs up. Megan, take us on out. Well, thank you so much for listening. And remember, keep your hearts dark and true and your teeth sharp and many. And we will see you next time in the void. Bye. Bye.